Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to Ion Travel with Peter Greenberg ad-free and right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. This is the Ion Travel Podcast with CBS News Travel Editor, Peter Greenberg. Hi there, everybody. Peter Greenberg here, and welcome to another edition of the Ion Travel Podcast. The year 2023 saw hotel rates near, or in many cases, exceeding historic highs. Not just in the U.S., but globally. So I sat down with some superstar hotel executives from around the world to get their thoughts about hotel rates, hotel service, and yes, the hotel challenges for 2024. Ranging from Francois Delahaye, the Chief Operating Officer of the Dorchester Group, Lindsay Uberoff, the CEO of Preferred Hotels, and Andre Gerondeau, the COO of Malia Hotels. First up, Lindsay Uberoff. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move, or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. 
in the post-pandemic world, everybody's talking about new trends, new directions. I mean, certain things haven't changed, uh, except for demand. Uh, demand is through the roof, and it's been sustained, uh, not just in the U.S., but globally. Uh, people are coming out of the gate, determined they're going to go anywhere at any price. Uh, they're not price sensitive, um, and they want it now. And if anything has changed uh, beyond that, it's, I would think, seasonality. Uh, it's not like, where are you going next summer? It's like, where are you going next week? Um, and people are not, they're not looking at their one annual two-week vacation. They're traveling more than ever, which means they're asking for more. And they're demanding more, at least to the very little, at the least they're expecting more. And joining me now, the CEO of Preferred Hotels, Lindsay Uberoth. Lindsay, I just gave a whole mouthful of stuff out there, but do you agree with it? A hundred percent. It's, I've never, I always said when travel came back after the pandemic that it was going to come back, it was going to be the greatest comeback in history. And we are seeing that. And despite what else is going on in the world, I believe that this is going to be a sustainable trend for a very long time. And how many hotels are we talking about with Preferred? We have a little over 600 hotels as part of Preferred Hotels and Resorts. All over the world. In 85 countries. But who's counting? You are. I, uh, <laughs> one day, we're, we're still waiting to get to our 100 country mark. You probably will. I think we will. But from all of your hotel operators and all of your hotel owners, they're seeing what you're seeing. How are they adapting? Because we're seeing, from a consumer point of view, right, hotel rates that have never been this high, airfares as well, mm -hmm. right? Uh, seasonality, as I mentioned, out the window. It's a question I'm sure you have to grapple with every day. Is this sustainable? Well, I mean, I think that the biggest challenge that, that you've talked about is, one, the rates are so high, guests expect perfection. So if you're going to pay that, that, those type of rates, they really expect perfection. So one of the biggest challenges in a lot of the world is still just staffing. You know, do you have the right staffing levels? So hotels, one of the things that the smart ones are doing is, is they're not sending all, they're not selling all the rooms. Exactly. They're setting the occupancy to, mat, to match the demand that they can deliver on. So that's, that's priority number one so that they can deliver on the service that the, that the guests want. Um, but it's, it's also looking, as you said, what are, the, what are the changes? I mean, people are traveling with families or larger groups, you know, so we're seeing a lot more of that. So suites and residences are, are big, right? So, you know, previously, was, let's upgrade you to a suite. No, those, those are getting booked. And hotels that had the, the forethought to have a residence, residential component are doing very, very well. Um, you know, and I think just the trends in overall health and wellness and food and beverage, I mean, like I said, everything has, has evolved. And the customer wants what they want. I've said it before, I'll say it again, if you can't define your brand, you can't justify your rate, right? True. Uh, we found during the pandemic, and if I, bet, if I checked today, it would probably be about the same rate, we found a Motel 6 in Santa Barbara that was going for $434 a night per room. Wow. I, I believe it, and imagine if there's a Taylor Swift concert in town. <laughs> well, let's talk about that, because she has moved the needle on the GDP of travel. Absolutely. I mean, if you're, you're in a market or a, a state or a country that has her coming to town, it's the best thing that's ever happened to you. See, now, I'm waiting for her to open up her own branded hotel. Have you talked to her about that? No, but I, I like this idea. Right? Yeah. Call I'll give you credit. I'm going to give you credit for that. Swifties in. Yeah. <laughs> no? Probably not. I think we came up with a better, better name than that. Okay. 
<laughs> Kelsey's in. Yeah. No, well, 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 by the end, we might have we might have a name. But she really has that impact. People don't realize it because it's not just the hotels. It's not just the airlines. It's the restaurants. It's the ground transportation. It's everything that goes into, other than the cost of the concert ticket itself, to the experience. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you look at all these luxury brands that have, have launched. They've gotten in hospitality. But she is a brand. Mrs. Ritz, there's something to be said for that. Well, when you see brands that are now opening hotels, Restoration Hardware, Equinox, I mean, right, lifestyle brands, right? And I, I'm amazed that, well, look, Jimmy Buffett yep. had Margaritaville, right? So, you know what? We're probably late to the game, Lindsay. She's probably already signing the contract now. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I'm going I'm to find out about that before I leave here. <laughs> <laughs> Un, right? She should be an independent luxury hotel, though. She should be a preferred. Right. And let's see. The spa could be called Shake It Off. Yes. See, I like, Or maybe the gym. Maybe we go the gym component Shake It of Off. That. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I got it. And then you can have guest day and then write about all their ex-boyfriends. See? A whole new songwriting see, camera. See, now this is a trend. We're creating a trend, though. This is called like, uh, like it's, you know, where do you go on a breakup after you break up? You know, I think you should travel when you get good news, when you get bad news, or just because. So... Yeah, this works. So there you are covering all the bases. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I believe in travel. So let's go back to this one little economic impact that she has, mm -hmm. right? We're looking at world events and the death of seasonality, if you will, uh -huh. which means from a hotel perspective, you don't have an off season anymore. Which is great for a lot of markets. I mean, if you think about some of the, you know, I make probably traditionally people might think about European markets. Yeah, because people want to avoid crowds. So that's a big trend. It's great for hotels that used to have seasonality. Either that or, again, you've got baby boomers who now have a little bit more flexibility in terms of when they can travel. Rates are better. Flights are better. You know, so I think, I think it's a great thing for the travel industry. And, of course, what you're also seeing, which we did not see at all before the pandemic, is you're seeing a number of airlines deciding because a they've got the technology and the planes to do it and b they think they have the demand they're now doing non-stop long-haul flights between secondary cities and other secondary cities yeah so that you're seeing Lyon in france and and malaga and and all these but never had non-stop service in the u.s it's all happening yeah well i mean i think that's the other trend is now people you know after this you know quote-unquote revenge travel you know they've, they've gone to all their See, favorite I think, places i don't think it was revenge travel well, I think it was people going back to the places they missed, but now they want to go further, you know, so it's okay, I've done Paris. Now I do want to go to Leon. Now I do want to go to, right. you know, so, they're, so right. they're, they're going to these other destinations that previously can't, and the airlines are making it easier for them. I think it's great, these nonstops also, because it's better for our environment. You know, it's, it's, it's good all around. The only guys who are suffering, though, are small communities in the United States. They're losing air service like you cannot believe. So if, you're, if you live in Toledo, Ohio, American, United, and Delta no longer fly there. So if you're a business operator or a hotel, for that matter, in right. Toledo, how do people get to you? Yeah, that, that, that is a challenge. And yeah. especially, well, I mean, a lot of that was because corporate travel fell off a, a yeah. cliff. It's coming back, though. So I'm, I, I am optimistic that we'll start to see that come back as corporate travel starts to rebound a little bit more, especially in the U.S. But when you're developing relationships with new hotels to become members of Preferred, mm -hmm. right, You've got to look at all of that. You've got to look at airlift. You've got to look at, right? Absolutely. It's one of the first things we do look at. Because I mean, for us, obviously, we want to make sure that we can, we can deliver the business to these hotels. So, yeah, if there's not great airlift, where, where, where is the market? Then you're looking at the drive market. Okay, who's going to drive here? What are the options? Yeah, that's, so that's all that factors in. So 
as you looking in this post-pandemic world, not the post-COVID world, because mm-hmm. we still have COVID, what's the biggest thing that surprised you about how people came out of the gate and their expectations? I think it's, it's what they're willing to spend to travel and that this concept of that I want to do it and I want to do it right now. You know, I, and I think that's great. I mean, instead of people saying, I'm going to wait to take this trip, um, I just find that people are, are just very passionate about doing these, doing these trips that they traditionally might have put off for a special occasion or, you know, a special occasion or some sort of milestone event. Um, and they're going to far-flung places. See, the way I look at it is that during COVID, which nobody really anticipated or could prepare for, a lot of people came up close and personal with their own f- feelings of mortality. Mm-hmm. And either they got COVID or survived, or worse, friends and loved ones got it and didn't. And it changed their it changed their purchasing patterns. It changed their behaviors. They kept on saying, well, you know what? There's a ticking clock now. I have no idea how long I'm going to be on the planet. So you know what? I may not buy a new car. I may not be new, buy new jewelry or electronic items, but I got to go. I got to go by experiences. hundred percent. And that's exactly what you're that's doing. That's a hundred percent what we're seeing. I mean, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, even as people talk about the economy and, uh, you know, is what, how, what's the, how's that going to play out? I mean, I think they're just prioritizing travel in their budget. That is something that they are budgeting for because they never want to be in that position. Like I said, where all of a sudden our freedom was taken away from us and we didn't have the ability to go see the people that we wanted to. And to your point, it was all of a sudden, why am I, why am I putting off that trip that I've always wanted to go do? I'm going to do it now. And I, think, and I think that's here to stay. Okay, so we know there's the demand and it's stronger than ever. We know that the price sensitivity is not really there, right? Mm-hmm. Which is interesting. What's the one thing your customers are saying to you, this is what we no longer want? You know, it's funny. I don't hear a, a lot about what we really don't want except for there's definitely this expectation of high experiential. You know, and I, and I think one of the challenges that everybody has now, the, the, the art of getting to where you're going is usually so bad that the minute you step through the doors of that hotel, they have to create a miracle. You know what? I just tell people all the time, especially the people who work at the front desk, if, after everything I just went through to get here, right, if you just say good morning to me, I will marry you. <laughs> just give me a little love, right? Because, a little love. Because, because on a flight, I mean, they generally look at you sideways when you ask for another glass of water. So, so I mean, I, I think it's... It's this expectation that it's, it is going to be a, a lot more of a tailored experience. I mean, so I, I do. I think they look at food and beverage. I think they look at wellness. I think they, they're looking for it to be very unique. And so this kind of cookie-cutter concept isn't flying anymore. And their experience on the airline where they make you pay for everything short of a, you know, a pillow or a blanket or a beer or whatever. If the hotels follow the airline lead, that's a recipe for disaster. No, and I mean, I, have to, I think that's, that's the fun that hotels can have now. They can, to your point, you're talking about these lifestyle brands where hotels have the ability when somebody walks in, where they walk out and you've got guests are saying, I want to buy the sheets. I love the amenities. I want, you know, where they're, they're literally branding um, this lifestyle experience for their guests who want to go home and live that at home. They're test driving it, their hotel room. A- absolutely. And so that's where they're so different than the airlines that they really are creating this experience where guests leave and they're taking all this with them because they want to keep that memory alive when they go home. And I think that that's where hotels can have so much more fun with what they do with their guests and create that indelible memory. Um, and you see, you know what, another trend I see, this is happening with people and their pets, right? So I think hotels that are doing unique things there and they're going home with, you know, 
customized beds with the dog's name on it and bowls and all this stuff. And now it's not just your kids who want to go back to a hotel. It's got your, your pets wanting to do it too. Exactly. And if the pet's happy, the owner will be happy. Exactly. My thanks to Lindsay. If you're looking for luxury, you don't have to look further than the Dorchester Group, with hotels like the Plaza Athenae in Paris, the Bel Air in Los Angeles, and the Eden in Rome, among others. Francois Delahaye, the COO, has his thoughts not just on luxury, but on the way forward for the definition of luxury in a world of disruption. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Graduation is a sweet occasion, but finding the perfect gift can be a bitter struggle. MMS.com has a solution personalized M&Ms. Just imagine the look on your grad's face when they receive a custom candy creation featuring their school's colors, name, and even their photo printed right on some M&Ms. It's a thoughtful way to celebrate their accomplishments and make the occasion even more special. Visit MMS.com to create your own personalized gifts and party favors for graduations, weddings, birthdays, and more. That's MMS.com. Use code WONDERY to receive 15% off your next order. Francois, welcome. Thank you so much, Peter. In this crazy, disrupted world that we live in right now, where we have uh, what's going on in the Middle East, in Gaza, the West Bank, in that region, uh, we also have to deal with global effects. What are you seeing in your business as a direct or indirect effect of the terrible events in, in that region? Okay, so first of all, we need to put things in perspective. Because... 2022 was an historical year. We never did so well. The best year ever. Ev absolutely. It was the best year ever in every single location we are having our hotels. Uh, so 2023 will be even a little better. So and, and not you, you everybody know, expected that. So it was unexpected. So things are great. I think after the COVID, uh, people had... Uh, uh, really an appetite for travel and they really did travel and they had no fear about traveling in any location of course there is all those uh, um, war around the world the ukraine to start with we uh, also have some uh, th that situation in uh, israel and in palestine which is a big worry uh, for uh, our guests uh, coming mostly from america Nobody wants to celebrate when there is still some stage held. So there is a, a, a resistance to travel, but we are still doing quite well. So that's why I was saying we need to put things in perspective. And in doing that, let's look at it on a different level, right? The guest is asking for more. The guest is paying more. Uh, the real question is, can that be sustained? Because when you say you had a great year, I'm speaking about the hotel industry in general had a great year. You were getting rates even you, Francois, had never seen before. Absolutely. But we're not making more money. 
So we are not, you know, it's not a ripoff. Let's take the example, as you mentioned, the Plaza Athene. How much was the electricity bill in 2019? We were paying 900,000 of electricity bill for the whole year in 2019. That's 900,000 euros. 900,000 euro. Okay. This year, we will pay 3.2 million. Wow. So... You know, it's not the owner who's going to pay for those, for those difference. Everything is more expensive. Little bottle of shampoo to wash your head. In uh, time, uh, not for, uh, it was 40% more. You know, all the prices escalated. Why? Because it's made in some foreign country. Transportation went up. All costs went up. Our salary went up. Everything is going up. So will it come down? I don't think so. Because again, if it does, we will lose money and we are not in our business to lose money. I think it's as simple as that. But at the same time, as the audience has made a clear decision that they want to travel, they've made a clear decision that they want to travel more. It's not like seasonally. They want to continue to travel Can they afford it? Uh, I think it will depend the country where they're coming from. Let's take the Americans. North America, they only have two weeks vacation, maybe three weeks if they've been a long time and on the job. During those two weeks vacation, they want the best. They want their family to be taken in the best hotel, in the best restaurants. They want everything the best. Cost is not the issue. The issue is the experience and the service. Everything needs to be tipped up. And I do believe that in our properties and in also on our market, our segment of market, there is more and more luxury property who just opened who are bringing what the guest needs. And are you seeing a different kind of traveler? Are you seeing someone who's traveling now multi-generational, bringing the family? Or are you seeing, because um, business travel still is not back. Business traveler, they care about how much they pay. And they will go to maybe a four-star hotel uh, when they travel. Even the CEO, he needs to make example. He needs to show his accounting people that he's not spending spree. But it, when it comes to the family and to his own vacation and to his own kids or grandkids, money is no object. But he wants the best of the best. And of course, he's not being price sensitive, so I don't care what it costs, I want that room. Absolutely. And he wants the best location, the best place, the best chef, the best food experience, and he will get it. But then, of course, you have a staffing issue, right? That's what's happening in the industry. So how well, do you fix that? Well, you just need to pay them more. If you pay more your staff, they will stay. You will stop the turnover. I think it's important that we realize that guests needs to pay. They will pay. And in that case, you just need to recharge the clients. Now, the Dorchester Collection has hotels, obviously, in London, in Paris, in Rome. You, uh, you have hotels, obviously, in Los Angeles. Uh, is there one area of the world that is more challenged than another for you right now? Italy has been rocking this year. We just did very well. Um, we have been affected a little, but that's to me due to the strike in Los Angeles 
in LA. So the, the occupants. The writers and the actor strike. Yes, exactly. Which is over now, which is good. It's very good news. I do believe uh, now that the strike is over, we will be back on track very, very soon and we will go back to the same occupancy that we used to do. Because the TV directors and the movie directors and the movie writers and the TV stars and the movie stars, they want to travel too. They want to travel, but also they want to go back to the Polo Lounge to remake their deals, to make... It's the place to be to do all those Hollywood deals. And uh, they stopped to do that for a couple of months. Now that the things is open, they are back. Everybody's back. So what is your biggest challenge now? Right now, as you mentioned, the biggest challenge is staff. Uh, we need to really take care of the of the staff we need to encourage them to train them and to give them hope that for them they will grow within the company and in that prospect we are doing promotion internal promotion and really training the staff in order to be able to get those promotion and to get a better job better situation and to keep them within our family now there's one thing to talk about rate right i understand where you're coming from for that but at least from the American audience, they've been so beaten up by the ancillary fees from airlines, from hotels, the resort fees. Uh, do any of your hotels have a resort fee? No, we don't have any uh, r resort as such, even though I think that the Bel Air deserved um, a title of resort, but we don't have any <laughs> resort fee, no. Right, so if you're we paying the practice. rate for whatever the rate of the room, yes. they're not going to charge you an extra rate no. for the towel. No, we don't, do, we don't do that, no. I've always believed that the minute hotels do that, they devalue the experience. I think you just need to increase the rate of the, of the price of the room and just include the towel in it. I don't think you need to play with it and just to uh, save the poor clients who's not going to go to the uh, beach or who's not going to go to the uh, around the pool uh, by charging not charging him the pool the, the, the towel I think it's a little uh, there's a trend right now in the states that even in the most fine dining restaurants and I think this is so ludicrous they'll put a little notice in the upper left hand corner of the menu saying if you'd like bread at the table there's an additional charge of three dollars and 49 cents And this is a restaurant, by the way, where the, where the, the least expensive entree is $50. Yes. This is, it's so funny, uh, Peter, that you mentioned this because uh, you've been traveling a lot and you've been to Italy. And I have all the time been shocked in Italy to see the charge for the covers and the bread when I arrived. And that's been for every single kind of restaurants, luxury or non-luxury. So because I saw that and I was amused by that charge in Italy for the past uh, 50 years. So I didn't notice that in America. But uh, I will look at my uh, menu <laughs> next time. My thanks to Francois. Now, you may not be familiar with the brand, but Spain-based Malia Hotels is global. Whether you're traveling to Europe or Cuba, from Miami to South America, Andre Girondeau is Malia's chief operating officer. In a world of brands, uh, there are some recognizable ones in the United States. Of course, there's, there's Hilton and Hyatt and, and Marriott and, uh, and many others. 
but once you get outside the United States, there are some other brands you may not know about. Everybody else knows about them but you. Uh, and one of them is Malia. And joining me now is Andre Gerando, who's the COO, the Chief Operating Officer of how many hotels? Almost 400 hotels in 45 countries. So you, you got work to do. With the team, yes. Yeah, okay, good. But the problem that I see with branding all the time, and it's, it's got to be a challenge for you as well, is, you know, if you ask Marriott, how many hotels do you have? They have like 32 brands. And, and I was at a recent conference, and I asked somebody, I asked the group, I said, can somebody tell me how many brands Marriott has? And somebody raised their hand, one person. I said, and who do you work for? Marriott. Okay, great. And could you name them? And, Ooh. and he did. And then I said a second question. Can you define them? Can you differentiate them? And there was a long pause. So in a world of so many brands, from a customer perspective, how many brands that do you have? We have nine hotel brands in the group. So you're, Okay, so, so it's somewhat more manageable, right? Going from what to what? Well, basically our brand architecture, what, what it does, it has a, the luxury brands. Uh, luxury for us are Gran Melia, Melia Collection, Me by Melia, and then Paradisos Resorts. Those are our luxury brands. Then we have our premium brands, which are mainly Melia Hotels, the most uh, well-known brand probably of them all. And then we have Inside. And we just launched, and if we have a few minutes, I'd like to talk about Zell, because it is a joint venture between Rafa Nadal, this famous tennis player. Never heard of him. Well, he's been to New York a few times. I know, he's done I okay. And then, and then, of course, we have what we call the essential brands, which are Sol and affiliated by Milia. So we just want to make sure that we have enough brands to cover our strategy. But we agree with you that too many brands might be, might be a challenge. Not only the fact that Marriott has 31 or 32 brands, is that probably within the consolidation of the industry, the four or five top players might have over 120 brands all in. So it is, it is a challenge. It, it gets a little confusing. It does. And I know this may be a little too inside baseball, but you know, people forget Marriott is a management company, right? They're managing brands. They're, they don't have equity in very many hotels. And so if I'm an investor and Marriott comes to me and says, you know, we're going to offer you exclusivity for this brand, so nobody within six miles of you is going to build one of those hotels, but then right across the street from me is another Marriott brand, then right across the street from them is another Everybody gets confused, right? Have we become overbranded? I think in a way we have. You know, I've heard in different forums that companies are saying, you know, we want to have, somebody said one day, uh, brands are like shoes. You, you can never have too many. And I, I have to disagree with I'm that. I'm right there uh, with you. Uh, yeah. That concept. I think that there are too many brands. There's a difficulty in understanding what's the difference between them. But companies today are the consolidation of the industry and the size of these companies at some point make them that they want to have a brand for any situation, any occasion, uh, worldwide. But so you reach a point of diminishing returns with that. You must. I think, I think you do. You know, I've always said that if you can't define your brand, you can't justify your rates. So with nine, you probably can do that. Our, our vision is that we have nine hotel brands, but we have three different segments. And uh, for us, what's important, and this might be a little bit of a marketing pitch, but we certainly want to focus on what's the psychographic and then what's demographic. So all of our four luxury brands have a different 
strategy to them, have a different customer in mind. You know, you have lifestyle, you have the more traditional contemporary luxury brand, you have high-end all-inclusive, you have the boutique, uh, charming properties. So that's where we want to focus. At, uh, All right, you said some very interesting words there. I want to go back to them. One is, in the post-pandemic world, not the post-COVID world, because we still have that, but in the post-pandemic world, how have, you che- how have you seen the psychographics of your guests change? We think so. I think there is, in, in our view, there is an evolution, not really a revolution. You know, I think that people on one hand... Uh, you know, this pent-up demand, people were feeling that they had missed something prior to the pandemic and they wanted to make sure they took advantage of traveling and, and visiting their loved ones. And I think there's a lot of re, uh, you know, re-engage, uh, reconnect, and, and, and that's been most relevant. I think that on the other hand, people are, are, are looking for authenticity. Uh, there, I think there's more, I don't know if, if uh, simpler uh, travel, you know, I think that in today's environment, people are against a concept we define as excess, you know, excess of everything, uh, over-serving, over-presenting, over-design. So you want to keep it simple. I, I think in the general terms, yes. And then, you know, you want authenticity. You also probably want transparency. Absolutely. And, you know, one of the biggest issues, at least in the U.S. right now, is what the president calls President of the United States called junk fees, resort fees, uh, something I'm sure you're aware of. We are. Um, and in the United States, people are like in a battle right now. Nobody wants to pay them. They feel they're being abused by them. Um, and you have some hotels that actually put on their website now, the resort fee is mandatory. And you and I both know in the hotel business, nothing's mandatory. It's all negotiable. But the point is, we're going to get to a point sooner or later where someone's going to have to step up and say, this is a good idea, this is a bad idea, because the, the audience is going to speak. Fully agree. Um, I think that there's, you know, in most cases, I'm not saying that in every case, because the resort fee is something that happens far most in the U.S. market or for the U.S. customers in other markets, uh, that it happens in other parts of the world. And I think that in some places it has been one way to complement the rate and probably just to have an additional... Uh, spend if if you like in some cases it's because you add uh whatever it is wi-fi the connectivity transportation some others but i think that a resort fee as long as can justify the services you're providing and you are transparent to the customer and you explain to them what it means you have a better chance of obviously presenting the story right i mean i remember checking into a hotel in san juan and we named names here it was a sheridan and they gave me a coupon when i checked here's your coupon for your free welcome drink and your yoga class. I'm like going, I don't want a welcome drink. I'm never going to go to a yoga class. And I found out later that was their way of justifying a $45 a night resort fee. And I realized that had I gone to the yoga class while I was doing downward dog, I would have been contemplating why am I spending $45 on this fee? And it's interesting to see how so many hotels are doing it so they're competitive on rate, but they're not competitive on value. Yeah. And at a certain point, the audience gets smarter, right? Uh, audience definitely is, is, is getting smarter. There's, you know, we're in this era of information, communication, and obviously there are no secrets, there are no surprises, and you better do a good job at avoiding them. You know, one of the things for us that we've learned a long time ago is how to compete and how to create an added value proposition with the all-inclusive. So probably I'm having a conversation the other way around. 
Let's talk about that. Yeah, of course. Because I'll give you a U.S. perspective. What's the worst symbol that you see on a brochure or in an ad? You know what it is? It's the asterisk. Because the asterisk is your acknowledgement that they're about to lie to you, right? All-inclusive, asterisk, doesn't include the following 623 items, right? Absolutely. So if you're going to call yourself an all-inclusive, what's going to really move the needle is if you can communicate and do proper messaging that it really is. There's a hotel that's uh, run in Mexico called... Um, Oh, called what's it called? Oh, Blanc. Uh, Le Blanc. Uh, which one? Le Blanc. Le Blanc. Thank you. I walked in. I was there to give a speech. I wasn't even there to understand why I was at that hotel. And within five minutes, I'm going. Now this is a story, because it's truly an all-inclusive. What you pay for, you'll never go to your wallet, right? So, and they have. I mean, I'm not a drinker, but they had premium alcohol brands. They, if you ordered a steak at lunch, you picked out the steak you wanted. They had like eight different cuts of meat. They made 20 flavors of their own ice cream. They had 16 different brands of fish. Now, you were paying more per night, per room. Of course you were, but you didn't feel you were being nickel and dimed. And you came out of there going, I got to come back to this place because I never had to go to my wallet, right? That is, you know, that's, that's our vision as well for the all-inclusive, and it's been a number of years that I would say most of the European companies, and I have to credit the Spanish companies in general, uh, coming into the Caribbean, you know, whether it's the Mexican Riviera or Dominican Republic. The all-inclusive started several years back where you had no probably complementary offer in the destination, so you really had to develop self-contained resorts. Yeah. And you needed a reason for the customer to spend. And you also a week. Had to, did that because you needed to control it too. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And, and, and but you had a you had a choice to offer the customer exactly what he was expecting to on a one week stay. You know, we in 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 our case, well, we have to say that we are the only hotel company whose origins come from leisure out of the top twenty companies worldwide. So we've been engaging with our customers for a week since nineteen fifty six. Uh, so for us, the all-inclusive is just freedom to be. You know, it's not, it's not that you're, um, in some cases, there's a misperception on the all-inclusive, which it's really cheaper, which our vision is completely the contrary. It's the added value that we have. And I have to say, with all due respect, that American companies have not been able to find the all-inclusive formula. They had to because buy they're companies. Stuck, they're stuck on the old definition. They're stuck on the old definition. So they had to buy companies which are already have some expertise in all-inclusive in order to understand many things, you know, performance, oh, sure. uh, P&L, and, and others, right? I will tell you my first experience with your hotel brand, and it's going to surprise you. Please do. Right. It was in Cuba. Because when Castro basically ended his relationship with the Russians... He knew the one thing that was going to save the country in terms of their GDP was travel and tourism. He couldn't reach out to the U.S. Who did he come to? The Spanish. And you guys were, I mean, in Veradero, that's where I was, right? And you had, and you know what? You did a great job. And, and people loved it because it was authentic, it was genuine, it was Cuban, right? And you were providing a great service there. So you were there way before any of the other brands got in. That is absolutely true. You know that... Uh we're probably one of the first, our first international property was in Bali in 1985. Uh, then obviously Cuba, but Dominican Republic, Costa Rica, Mexico. So we owe ourselves to the communities where we've started many, many years ago. So we've learned to work with the community to really support the communities in terms of development, training, uh, local sourcing of products. So this is something that is embedded in the, in the vision of the company. For, you know, we're, a, we're a young 65-year-old company.
My thanks to Andre, to Lindsay, and to Francois. And my thanks to you for listening to this Ion Travel podcast. For more conversations with the world's leaders in travel, as well as answers to your travel questions, be sure to rate and review this podcast wherever you happen to listen to podcasts. And for all the breaking travel news, be sure to log on to petergreenberg.com. The Ion Travel Podcast is produced by Amanda Morris and Anthony Protis Chung. For more content from Peter Greenberg and the Ion Travel team, visit petergreenberg.com. Ion Travel is a production of CBS News Radio. If you like Ion Travel with Peter Greenberg, you can listen early and ad free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com slash survey. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary and it's not boring. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money and maybe more importantly, on your life. I'm going to be your financial coach, someone who brings common sense and an insider's perspective on how to manage your money and your emotions. And I promise we are going to have a little bit of fun along the way. Have a question from retirement to career changes to college funding? Just send us an email at askjill at jillonmoney.com. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app.